I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the second part in this epic r slash pro revenge story. If you've not yet seen yesterday's episode, then you need to go and watch that one first for this to make sense. But pretty much it was an unbelievable setup to what's now about to be a pretty incredible revenge story. The link to that is down below in the description. Again, you need to go and watch it for it to make sense. So many intricacies and details in there that set this episode up brilliantly. But I'll give a little brief summary as to where we were in case you've forgotten. So again, go watch that first. But where we were was the group of seven seniors we think or at least i kind of guess are about to be grouped together for their final project none of them particularly enjoy doing any work so i think what we're about to get into is going to be nuclear let me just say that so without further ado here we go part two the culmination of this story so then getting right back into the story immediate fallouts the next monday the seniors come traipsing in seconds before the bell to discover that there are only two tables to sit at Whatever, they take their seats. I say, after attendance. Okay, everybody has a copy of the rubric, so go ahead and get started. The rest of the class immediately pulls out the rubric. The seniors, though, look around frantically. The seniors quickly realize that they've been played and the arguing starts. First thing that happens is that Larry, Curly, and Moe decide that they now belong with whoever they happen to be sitting with and scoot their chairs over to sit with different tables. I catch this right away and tell them that the groups are already at maximum size, four people per group. The other four seniors are already fighting with each other because they know that none of them will actually do any work. Larry, who thinks he's God's gift to everybody, tries to sweet talk me and his group into special privileges and allowing a group of five. Now, I see some of the other kids wavering and I know that Larry is putting pressure on them to argue his case. But I designed this project for specifically four people and I had a job for each one. However, I extended a separate offer. I will let you join. But since there will be five of you, I expect double the work. Literally, I told them they would have to do the project twice. Larry tries to argue, but I point out the roles I have established and inform him that if four people could do it once... Having five should make it easier to do it twice. Sounds like a bad move on my part, but I've now intimidated the other kids into saying, heck no, and even have them put it to a vote. Unsurprisingly, Larry is the only one who votes that this is a good idea. And when the other kids catch wind of my offer, they physically shoo off the other seniors trying to pull this deal as well. You will all be delighted to hear that the rest of the period for my seniors is spent arguing over who will work with who. They end up forming three groups and I nod my head, make sure they have the rubric and then wish them the best of luck. Being the smart teacher that I am, I email Curly's parents and Mo's mummy that they have chosen to work with each other. Mo's mummy shows up to argue with me all the time, but has quickly learned I won't take her trash. At a previous meeting, she even laid into Mo and told him, I'm tired of fighting all these battles with your teachers and I'm starting to think that you're the problem but I suspect that that was for show. Curly's parents email me back and say they will make sure Curly writes a group contract. You see, Curly has sold himself as the best student ever, 
and clearly he will do the work and fire his classmates Mo's mummy immediately requests a meeting with me per school policy I do not have to respond to an email for 48 hours. I wait until hour 47 and email a non-committal I would love to meet when are you available and wait for a response I then wait for another 48 hours to inform her of a time the following week that works for me Now some of the other senior parents have emailed me angrily demanding why I let their kids choose to work with the bad kids again I had to inform them. I didn't expect all of them to be absent Immediately some of my seniors get burned at home because they ditched just try to help them pass which I agree to Some of them need this class for graduation after all Mo's mummy on the other hand shows up ready to wage war She starts by demanding that I put Mo in a different group I decline because the project has now been going on for a week and that wouldn't be fair She demands that I add him to another group though They're all full though and students have already done the lion's share of the work She then demands that I let him work by himself with an extension I gladly offer him an extension and slide a copy of the rubric over to him and he goes white At this point, he knows that he's never planning to do any of the work. In fact, I know that his group hasn't even started. I've got a copy of their group contract, which was hastily scribbled in pencil with no due dates on it. He starts arguing with his mum that he'd rather work with his friends and that he's upset that he got stuck in this situation. Contemplating this, she accuses me of deliberately waiting until that day to screw the seniors over. After all, it was a school-sanctioned event and I'm being a douche about it and she'll go to the board with her story. Wrong. The joy I get from all of my prep work is shutting down BS like this. All seven of the seniors hung out on ditch day at her house and told her that the principal had given them the day off. Even better, they called in and pretended to be their own parents so that it was an excused absence. He is immediately busted and his mum flips her switch and jumps all over him. You see, she can keep pressing me on this issue, but I now have evidence that he pretended to be his own dad and that is a suspendable offense. I buy myself into her graces by telling her that I had no idea that senior ditch day was that Friday, but I gave her kid a free extension on the homework that was due because I thought seniors deserve their own traditions, blah, blah, blah. She buys it. Also, I can prove that I emailed him and her and gave them plenty of notice before Monday morning that they needed to pick groups before something like this happened. Obviously, once I found out about ditch day, I tried to give her precious treasure a heads up but I don't know why he didn't take it. She makes him open his email. My email is sitting there unopened and I have won this battle. She thanks me and takes him home. Class morale is super high, unless you're one of the seniors. A week before the project is due, neither group has actually started and the HMS class average is about to hit an iceberg. The project comes due. It comes as no surprise that my enterprising seniors have turned in easily some of the worst work ever. One group got into a text argument the weekend before it was due and made one of the kids do all the work. Mo and Curly are in this group. The other group, with Larry, has also turned in a steaming pile. I make sure to grade these two projects first because I know the fallout is going to be big. All the seniors dropped at least one letter grade. A couple dropped two. This is four weeks before graduation. Larry appears to take his F- in stride. They got something like a 10% on it, so I know he's plotting something. Curly's parents demand a meeting, and so does Mo's mummy. Curly's parents are super upset that they got a bad grade, and demanded to know why. What they didn't know was that I'd already met with the student who did the entire project, poorly, and his parents. 
I informed Curly's parents that I'd seen the text exchange between the seniors that pretty much ended up with, you freaking do it. Curly refused to turn over his phone to his parents for confirmation. I also show them Curly's project and hand over the rubric. Mum and dad are not happy. You see, Curly has been blaming everyone else for his mistakes since the dawn of time, and his parents have bought it completely until today. Dad pointedly asks, which part did you do? And this causes Curly to spout actual tears. I then pull up a spreadsheet of all of the group project scores from the year with no student data and have highlighted his scores, which are among the worst. The purpose of this was to use data to prove that their son, frankly, never does the work. Curly is absolutely destroyed by this. His parents kick him out of the conference because they're tired of his excuses and ask me what they can do. I tell them I'd be happy to offer one-on-one tutoring and that he can still pass the class if he does his homework and gets a B on the next exam. They agree to this, we all shake hands and they leave. Curly's story largely ends here. He never shows up to tutoring and I email his parents. After three emails, his dad finally responds with, his mum and I have decided that he needs to learn to be an adult and are leaving him to his own devices. Thank you for your efforts. Curly will spend the rest of the semester doing little to no work. Because he's grounded at home, he's now just watching YouTube videos on his phone during school. The ripple effect is glorious. Because now, Curly is doing this in all of his classes. I speak with his teachers and they all email that he's quit doing work in class and get the same reply I did rather than the vehement responses they're used to. When Curly fails his classes, he still graduates. But his parents have informed him that they are no longer paying for his college and it's time to get a job. Mo's mummy flips her lid and demands answers. Unfortunately, Mo is in the same group as Curly and she gets the same answers from me. Strangely enough, once she's exhausted every effort and attempt to somehow blame me for this, she admits that she knew Mo was part of bullying the lone senior and that he should be ashamed of himself. She deliberately tried to play me, but outed herself once she knew that I already knew everything. Super annoying, but I do agree to help tutor him one-on-one, which makes her happy. Long-term fallout. Mo's mummy is emailing me every few days now. Is my son doing his work? Did he get help with his homework, etc.? Non-stop, but she knows better than to fight with me. Larry is unusually chipper and is no longer doing his work. I found out that Larry is supposedly going to a college where he just needs to maintain his GPA over a super low number. He claims an F in my class won't change anything, so I make sure he doesn't distract the others. Mo shows up only occasionally, but strangely enough, Larry pops in just to say hi whenever Mo is getting help. I can't fathom why he does this, but suspect he's up to something and already have a backup plan in place. You see, Mo's mummy is nuts and I make sure that there's always another person in the room with me when I tutor him. Anyway, Mo's mummy is constantly checking in. I start waiting 48 hours between emails, because I can, and she starts dropping by in person unannounced to check in on him, but really me. She's been acting cagey lately and I'm starting to suspect something. It's freaking Larry. Larry is a friend of Mo's, so he's been in her home feeding her made-up stories to convince her that I've been emotionally abusing Mo when other students aren't around. Stuff like I was calling him the R-word after school, etc. And then telling her, you could even have the school check the cameras to see that I'm there. This starts a whole thing where Mo's mum is now demanding answers from admin. But Mr. OP is smart. The admin asks me about details regarding my interactions with Mo, and I end up sitting down with my principal, Mo, and Mo's mummy. She details that Mo is struggling, 
might not graduate and that she believes that i've singled her kid out for abuse and wants his grade raised you see mo is dumb and lazy and his mum is just as bad when larry went to her with his story she never bothered talking about it with her own son he just agreed and went along with it so i asked mo point blank to please describe what has been said during our sessions and then offer to leave the room so that he can tell the principal without me there hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. She tells me to stay because she wants me to hear from her son what I've done to him. What neither of them knew was that I was a mentor teacher. That meant I had a first year teacher as my mentee. Not a student teacher, but a new hire that works with a veteran teacher to learn the ropes of our school. And I had her working on grades and such in my room after school. You need so many contact hours. On the days I agreed to meet Mo. She was young, so Mo thought she was another student and never questioned it and couldn't even remember that she was in there. My principal already had statements from her detailing my interactions with Mo and Mo was unable to give any actual details and suddenly forgot what had been said to him. This lands her in hot water with admin and Mo's mummy blames the whole thing on Larry and becomes visibly upset that she fell for such a stupid ruse. This results in an email cautioning teachers from being alone in a room with either student. Suddenly, after school help evaporates for both, but hey, I always have someone in my room, so whatever. After that meeting, Larry is now suddenly super concerned about his grade. I rationalized that he was hoping to burn me out of my job and then use the fallout to get a free passing grade. Obviously, it doesn't work, so screw Larry. I have kids who actually want to succeed. My free days are now on days I know he works, and he never shows up for tutoring anyway. Now that other teachers are hesitant to meet with him, he's unable to cut deals to raise those grades either. Seriously, teachers fell for his change of heart spiel every semester. Mo's mum makes a last ditch effort and tries to convince me that the parents of the seniors have scheduled a meeting with my boss to have me fired for giving their kids a bad grade and that she would be willing to put in a good word for me if I meet with her first. I'm sitting next to the principal when I get this email through an app on my cell phone and he has no idea what she's talking about. I tell her that I'd be happy to meet everybody, but that I would probably eat my lunch during such a meeting and that I hoped people didn't mind the smell of fish. I get a, no, seriously, they're threatening to sue you. But I feign stupidity and informed her that surely I couldn't be sued for eating fish during a meeting? She now realizes I give zero Fs about anything and can't be threatened. Again, there's nothing she can do because I'm simply following policy. The last few weeks are frantic for these seniors. One by one, they fall because they've done little to no work for a couple of years now and they have no idea how to apply themselves. Other teachers are emboldened by how hard I shut them down and finally hold them accountable. A few of them just barely manage D's in my class. The rest fail. I get a few last second squeaks of, what can I do to raise my grade? But have now documented that none of them attempted the extra credit assignments and that that was their chance. It's hard for a parent to trash on you when you can prove you actually try to give their student extra credit 
and can then prove they never opened the assignment online. These guys are now failing some of their other classes. A couple have breakdowns in my class and leave crying. Their friendships are fracturing with each other because they now all hate each other for what happened, which they'll get over during the summer. My last test came and I made it an online multiple choice test. It was easy enough to have the questions and answers shuffled in random order, meaning they couldn't cheat off each other. You see, I knew for a long time they'd sit next to each other to try and cheat on the exam, and Larry had blown a ton of money on a tutor to try and carry his friends. This, though, throws them all off. And when Mo's mummy accuses me again of trying to trick her kid with a much harder test, it was easy enough to shoo her away with a simple email. Larry passes the exam, but his grade moves up to a meager D minus. Finally, the results. Of these seven seniors, one didn't graduate and had to transfer schools. His parents were embarrassed that they paid to fly the whole family out for a graduation that he didn't get to take part in. Two of the seniors lost all of their scholarships and could no longer attend the schools they wanted. Their fallback plan was to attend the same school together and become roommates, which they did with three of the other seniors, including Mo. I do have some other stories because I still work at this school and occasionally hear from the kids who graduated. Larry's college was not happy with his final GPA. I'm not sure what his long game was, but it sucked. The college kicked him out before he could even start, and I found out his huge web of lies extended to his parents too. He toured Europe over the summer and tried to surprise his parents by coming home instead of going to school. Apparently, they kicked him out immediately after because they were selling their house to get a condo somewhere else. Remember, they travel for work all the time now, so wanted to downgrade. Last I heard, he made up a story that he joined the military but got released due to a made-up illness. I say made up because I heard this story from three different people and each one was given a different disease. Curly's parents relented and decided to pay for Curly to go to college after all. Curly got kicked out halfway through the year though, got busted more than once for underage consumption, and they then kicked into the curb after living at home for a year and refusing to get a job. Last I heard, he works in a vape shop. Mo went to school and used his book smarts to try and pay other kids to do his work for him. His mummy is rich. When that failed, he faked his grace to get his mum to keep footing the bill. Eventually, the school kicked him out and he moved back home. The story his mummy told a friend of hers, who I ran into at a school function, was that he decided he'd rather be an entrepreneur than go to college and that he bought a drone to film weddings with. Last I heard, he was acting as a distributor for his weed dealer, but had moved up to selling acid on the side. His mummy thinks he works weddings. One senior went to college with his friends and immediately realized he needed to change. He quit hanging out with his friends and, last I heard, graduated with honors in a lucrative field. He emailed me once to thank me for challenging him in high school because it prepared him for college. So that was nice. So that's it. That's the end. Thanks for reading. And if you ever had a teacher you loved, send them an email. We love hearing from our children. Wow. And there we go. That is the end. What a story. Again, immediately, I just want to say to OP, the way you deal with these people is just phenomenal. I I don't know how you do it. You just do it with such calmness. And you just know exactly what you're doing at all moments. I guess this just proves that if you really are careful in your your day-to-day workings and you back yourself up, and you make sure that you always have evidence and you're just a good person that that does things to the letter of the law, then you can always cover yourself no matter what happens. I will say the way you handle the parents in particular, most mummy is just actually brilliant because I can, I can 100% think of a lot of my teachers in the past that have definitely backed down to entitled parents like that. But the way you just say, nope, 
you're wrong because of this 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 and this and by the way i have all the evidence right here it's phenomenal what i love about this story the most is that you've done all of this not because you want to make a point or because you really don't like these these students you wish they worked harder and you want them to fail because they're disrupting the rest of your class no that isn't the point that's very clear to see you're giving them if anything not just education but life lessons i mean that is epitomized by the email you received by one of those seniors what if you had gone easy on them and just said oh you know what you're not doing any of the work but fine you can pass get into college that's not going to help them in the long run is it they're going to get to college and just absolutely fail and then be in a worse spot because you know, they're even further on in their life and education. And yeah, the failings in college are obviously more serious than they would have been previously. So the fact that you did all of this at that stage in their lives, as one of the seniors has said to you, is a great thing. And ultimately, I think in the end, they all will probably look back and think, yeah, that teacher, OP, was pretty good and we messed about. So then, there we go. That is going to do it for this one. If you haven't yet seen part one, that sets up the entirety of what you've just seen. I presume the majority of you have seen that by this point. But if not, go check it out on screen right now and also link below in the description. And uh, yeah, let me know in the comments. Did you enjoy this two-parter? Again, I think altogether it's going to be, you know, 20 minutes plus 20 minutes minimum too long for one individual episode but i kind of want to cover some more longer stories like this and separating them into two parts means i can do that because there are a lot of classic stories on reddit that are super long that i may have neglected in the past because i thought they were too long but now i know that you guys love the long stories so um yeah you let me know and i'll see you all tomorrow for some more reddit content even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.